Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring! Are you ready? You microphone, you're hitting the microphone with your hair. The microphone isn't. There we go. Uh, just to warn you, this is being shot in 360, so Jesse will do silly things to distract me that is of no benefit to the podcast audience uh, that he forgets that this is primarily... Joe Rogan doesn't dance for his YouTube channel. Well, he should. He should. And he should also stop inviting Nazis on. Well, you know, that's yeah. just my opinion. I'm going to grab another bubbly. We're recording. <laughs> You'll have to entertain the crew. Okay, so um, how are you, audience? I'm great, thank you. Yeah. How was your week? Yeah. Do you have a problematic co-host on your podcast? I do. Yeah, I know. Sometimes Jesse can be very hard work. He just walks out of the room to go and get more carbonated water with mild flavoring. But um, that's a problem we all share, so. <laughs> oh, he's back. Yay! There we go. Oh, you just everybody. did that for the 360 camera, didn't you? Yeah, I did. That was fun. <laughs> I did that for the camera. I just threw a cat at the wall. It's well, anyway, it's well done. This episode, oh, small talk. I don't small know. talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
Oh, I'm 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 moving to a new office with work. Oh yes, that's right. This this studio that we're in that I do love. And and uh, coincidentally, it was it's the same building where I first learned to edit nonlinear digital editing machines. It was either Media Composer or Avid uh, or or Media One Hundred, like twenty years ago. Yeah, that's true in your mind, sir. Tell us about your building. <laughs> no, tell us more about edit systems of the late nineties. <laughs> I'm sure the audience is thrilled. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. yeah so um, that's exciting. That is exciting. Um, uh, I still think it's a small area, a small space. I think you should. It's be twice doing. the size of this office. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, I'm worried it's going to be too small. What? All the extra room <laughs> might be smaller than the room we're in now. Me too. <laughs> Even though I've been there with a the tape measure to confirm. <laughs> The solid truth that is more than double the size. Yeah. I, I'm worried it's small, too. <laughs> anyway, some of my problems. Moving to a smaller, bigger office. Anyway. When are you moving? Um, soon. You've been saying that for months. <laughs> it takes time to negotiate things. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, there they won't be a hot tub. Damn it. won't be um, a pinball machine. I think there should at least be a hot tub. There will be beer taps. Oh, that's cool. So if you drink beer. Is that true? Yeah. You're going to have beer taps? In the office, yeah. So like everyone's just going to be drunk all day long? It's there for for, for clients. Uh Uh-huh. At first. And and slowly we can turn it into a bar. Yeah, slowly. Yeah, at first it's for clients, right? And then then now and then someone's going to go on lunch break and eat in the office and they're going to pour themselves a beer for lunch and that'll be fine. And then they'll But isn't that the kind of place you want to work? Absolutely. But then I just see where this is going like six months down the road where like it's one beer for lunch and then other people are like, oh, a beer for lunch. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, not a bad idea. And then they join them and then it's two beer for lunch and then they have a beer after work and then suddenly they're drinking during work and then it's just a place to go and sloppily do work while you get fucking shit faced every day and then suddenly you're you're like the coolest company in town (laughs) (laughs) the resumes are flying through the door um i think in that scenario you're assuming that nobody is professional and has self-control that is correct yeah yeah have you been to halifax uh i live here yes and (laughs) anyone i think would just suddenly Decide to John A. McDonald or Beer Taps. Um, wouldn't last long. I see what you did there. Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yeah. That was well done. I'm going to John A. McDonald this beer. <laughs> By, in which case, I mean, drink lots of it. Yeah. Um, you're going to love the title of this episode. Yeah. What do you got for us? When Robots Tried to Steal the Election. That's the, what I decided to call I'm it. I'm really, really hoping you're talking about physical robots. Like not Terminator, like, Terminator 2, yeah, the like Canadian I'm, version. I'm, I'm hoping this isn't like bots on the da, internet, da, da, but like da, physical da, manifestations da, da, of like, yeah, exactly. Like I was Terminator. making the Terminator. Da, 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 oh, I know. Da, 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 a woman holds a fence. Da, da, she gets incinerated da, da, by a nuclear bomb. Oh. Yeah, we pretty much recreated the whole of Terminator then. Okay. Um, <laughs> So this is called, this was called the Robot Call Scandal, a.k.a. Robot Gate, a.k.a. Robocon. Wait, I think I might have heard about this. Maybe. Robocon. Oh, that was good. You want to do it in sync? One, two, three. Robocon. <clears throat> Jesus. I need a drink, but I threw it. <laughs> oh, the wall's wet. The door is wet. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go lick the door. Um, so in February 2012, Post Media News and the Ottawa Citizen reported that during the 2011 Canadian federal election, misleading phone calls directed voters to the wrong polling station in oh, at least 14 think, ridings. I think I did hear about this. Where? Wow. 
Wow. Robot okay. calls. So I am a robot. You must go to a different polling station, human. <laughs> Did it work? Message ends. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. So the calls, the, the fraudulent automated calls, uh, had, were a, from a prepaid burner phone, like a drug dealer would use, or Tony Soprano. Um, Hold on, wait. These are... Oh, okay. All right. All right. Sure. A yeah. burner phone, like <clears throat> a, right. a prepaid phone that you buy that... You just throw away like a cheap one. Okay, okay. You can't download any good apps. It doesn't, you know. <laughs> right. Isn't got any. Isn't got one of those. Isn't got like three cameras on it. It's okay. Just, just a burner phone, um, and it was registered to uh, a man called Pierre Poutine. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who this Pierre Poutine is, but um, it's almost yeah. Yeah. Of Separatist Street in Quebec. So it was, I think I think that was a fake name. Um. A separatist street real? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, in addition, Pierre Poutine also used the alias Pierre Jones of Pierre, and his email address was pierres1630 at gmail.com, <laughs> living in the fictional address in Quebec of separatist street. Right. Okay. Um, and a transcript of the robocall, which one was in Guelph, uh, used during the election day to impersonate election Canadian officials, read, this is an automated message from Elections Canada. Due to, project, project, due to projected increase in voter turnout, your poll has been changed. Um, your new voting location is at the old Quebec Street Mall. Um, and it, then again, it said your new polling location is at the old Quebec Mall. If you have any questions, please call our hotline. And then they gave a number. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. And then a French version in a woman's voice followed. Okay, so what happens if you called the number? Uh, I don't know. I think it was, I don't know if that was a real number either. Like... I really want to know what happens when you call the number. More robots. <coughs> ah, welcome, human. So, I am not a robot. I am a human. Like that. It's pretty convincing. Click. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, at, at, five, at six minutes past 11 uh, that day, this was election day that this happened. So, there was an urgent call from an election officer who sent an email to um, a legal counsel, basically um, warning what was going on. Um, so this is the last about the, the last day that you were able to vote. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to say day. because like if it was done earlier on in the week. No, no, it was done on the day of voting. Right. Okay. So another email was sent from another legal counsel to the uh, chief electoral officer, uh, and they uh, they said basically the outcome was this is far more serious and they've actually disrupted the voting process. So two hundred eighty one people called back Pierre Poutine's cell phone. Um, and a voice broadcasting ex expert uh, contracted by um, Elections Canada estimated that a typical 1% callback rate, um, so of the 281 calls made, indicated that many thousands of people had been uh, re reached by this robot call um, and probably resulted in, in a higher, um, even considering the nature of the robot calls, they, they, it was quite a high callback rate. Um, 281 people called the number? So we said uh, two hundred eighty-one called that number, the helpline, and what happened was then uh, an affidavit filed, secured a search warrant, and reported that seven thousand seven hundred and sixty call attempts were made. Holy shit! Um, so the Commissioner of Elections Canada received forty thousand communications and complaints about the robot calls, but most of them weren't people who received robot calls. They were people who heard that they were robot calls and they wanted to complain that someone else had had a robot call. <laughs> They're just, just upset that they didn't get one. I know. Just, <laughs> they wanted to be part really, of the game. They, they need to, you know, there's, oh, well, there's a big investigation going on. I know. Let's flood their inbox with. Yeah, that's with, just um, ridiculous. With outrage hell. and sympathy. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, outrage and sympathy. <laughs> so Liberal MP, 
um, Flank, Frank Flank. That's not a real name. His actual name is Frank. Yeah. Uh, Va is a French name. Oh, God. I'm sorry, French Canadians and anyone who appreciates the pronunciation of a language correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Valariot received a call. Let's get that over with. Frank received a call <laughs> at his home notifying that liberal supporters were being targeted and it quickly emerged. There was an extensive campaign to discourage liberal supporters. Um, in under an hour, a hundred voters arrived at the vote, phony voting location. Um, and it shows that up 150 to 200 voters in Guelph had showed up at the wrong location at the Quebec Street Mall. How many? Uh, 150 to 200 and some wow. ripped up their voter ID cards in frustration. Wow. It's like, I can't vote here, then I'll never vote at all. <laughs> Damn you, card. I'm going to take my anger out on this piece of paper. Um, and he also noted that the voters who were targeted were voters who had indicated they would not voted, vote for the Conservative Party when contacted by the Conservative Party. Hmm. They were the ones told to go to the wrong station. Of course. Targeted. This, call, this caused the opposition parties to allege that calls were, uh, a camp, were made as part of a campaign by the Conservative Party to intimidate supporters of other parties. Which, you know, if it looks like shit and it smells like shit, it tends to be shit. So right. you look at who, who's going to benefit from that. And Unless, and this is the thought that I just popped into my head, okay? So 7,000 people were called. A few hundred were directed to the wrong place. Not even a few hundred. What, what, 150 to 200. But in, in a small, if you think on a local level, if that's a like a marginal seat, right. that can't make a difference. Sure. But if you understood the statistics, let's say you were the mastermind. You're yeah. showing the world your state pit stains and flexing your muscles you're, at the same you're talking time. You're about Pierre Poutine. <laughs> oh, no, I'm scratching, I'm scratching the top of my head. I'm stretching. Uh, uh, it's just doing that, stretching my back. Um, so here's my thought is... Pierre what Poutine, if the evil to, mastermind. Yeah, what if Pierre Poutine, the evil mastermind, was a liberal, okay? And he knew that, yes, this would put a dent in liberal votes, but by and large he was confident that that riding would still get enough votes for the liberals to win. And he just wanted to make a smear campaign for the conservatives when they eventually found out what they did. Maybe, but that sounds like the ramblings of an insane conspiracy theorist. I mean, or is it? Okay. <laughs> I want a t-shirt called who is Pierre Poutine? Oh, that's good. Where on earth is Carmen San Diego? It's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so rack nine Inc which doesn't sound like an evil corporation at all. No. Cyberdyne Industries. That's <laughs> a rack mining. Uh, who were a part, uh, a, a, an organization or a company, sorry, that provided robocalls, perfectly legal robocalls are used all the time, saying, you know, to, to, call, to dial <coughs> people and say, please I'm vote aware for me. this. Um, uh, and they, they were a company that did it. And apparently the system had been used to make these robocalls, but they apparently opened up all the information to share with Elections Canada for the uh, for the um, investigation that happened. And uh, they had to give a statement and they were basically um, kind of put under the spotlight because the, the, the technology was the source of the calls. But they gave so much information to Elections Canada, they were able to work out where the calls were actually made from. They Really? They could figure it out? Yeah. So but they were still burner phones. They just... Yeah, but they, they also... Um, so the same IP address used to create the misleading calls. So they'd used an internet, internet connection to make the calls. Right. It'd be a lot um, easier. You don't want to do it manually. The same IS, the same IP address mm -hmm. was used within four minutes by the, by a conservative campaign staff member, um, 
to make legitimate rack nine calls. Oh wow! So within four minutes of the fake calls, um, the this staff member called Andrew Andrew Prescott. Uh, oh, a staff member anyway was was basically whoever made those calls, a legitimate ones, had also made the fake one within four minutes, or somebody else had, but it was very close right. to each other. Um, and the IP address was assigned to a computer in the campaign headquarters of the Gulf Conservative candidate Marty Burke. So um, they also downloaded a list of telephone numbers from the Conservative Party central database the same day that the Pierre Poutine account was created. And witnesses also recalled that Conservative campaign mar- uh, worker Michael Soner had discussed the extensive plans for a disinformation campaign, including sending identif- identified non-Conservative voters to the wrong poll locations. Mm-hmm. Um, but both uh, Andrew Prescott and Michael Soner have repeatedly denied involvement. Right, uh, because it was a liberal mastermind who went to the location yeah. where these calls were being made, volunteered his time to make calls, had his laptop in his bag connected to the internet while he went to the bathroom and sent those calls out and then quickly quit. Exactly. So, yeah. And they also found that Andrew Prescott and Pierre Poutine had used the same computer in the middle of the night on the, the 1st to the 2nd of mm, May within minutes of each thickens. other without, without <laughs> signing out in between. How would this liberal mastermind get access to Andrew Prescott's personal computer in the middle of the night now? Now, that's a good Maybe question. Maybe he's wearing his skin. Maybe he killed the real Andrew <laughs> Prescott. Yep, I like, like that. Like, we'll like, that. like men in yep. black. That's true. Just giant. because we can't disprove it means it's true. Exactly. So, yep. no, show me proof to, to, to disprove me. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Um, I think we need a little uh, dance break for our virtual reality watchers who have been... I don't want a dance for. break. Well, you can dance and I'll just sit here looking at you uncomfortably. So for the podcast uh, people, De- Jesse is doing what only be described as shit dancing. <laughs> okay, I'm done. There we go. There okay, you go. Cool. All, right. all for you. I cut him down with my uh, harsh sarcasm. <laughs> anyway, um, November the 12th, uh, uh, sorry, November 2012, the Gelf Mercury reported the Burke's campaign manager, Ken Morgan, Marty Burke, the, whose campaign office where the, the computers have, uh, have been uh, sending robot calls, uh, moved to Kuwait, changed his email, left no phone number, and refused to speak with Elections Canada. Wow, he moved to Kuwait and just stopped. He, he stopped using. He stopped replying to emails. So, oh my God, he's vanished. This is. We'll this, never find him again? again. Who was this again? Ken Morgan, who was the campaign manager. Oh, for, the campaign for, manager for, for oh. Marty Burke. Um, so what happened was Michael Sona, who people had said had been saying, who was a junior campaign person. Okay. Basically, took the, took the rap for this. So oh, even even not though, Andrew, not Prescott, en, not any of the people. Was his name? Andrew yeah, Andrew Prescott. Prescott the person who sounds computer. like he's like the guy behind this. Well, he logged like. in using his account and then logged in as PA routine, like within like a few minutes of each other, or at the same time, what late one night, and then also that other Ken guy moves to Kuwait and refuses to reply to emails or speak to Election Canada. Or a, a lot of suspicious activity happening here. But yeah. it turns out the junior person in the office is the one who was the mastermind behind it all. And, really? Uh, no, it's not. That's just, oh. I, I kind of feel like, so they, he he spoke to CBC's Power and Politics in 2012 and he said uh, he'd hoped that the Elections Canada investigation would have shown he wasn't involved um, and he had to speak out. He was basically saying, I'm junior and they just want me to take the rap for this because obviously it's a big deal. So they blamed him. They blamed As, him. I, I mean, in court, he was found guilty. Oh, wow. Um, what evidence? Uh, with 
all the stuff we just discussed. Yeah, but he that's was, not he was on him. Well, I know, but they can say it wasn't me who logged in. It was he had my login details. It was all it's circumstantial. Not really proof, and, yeah. Um, and he said, I, he said, I think that this. Oh, he's found guilty. What was his crime? What was his punishment? Um, well, what, what kind of punishment do you think he had? Uh, slap on the bottom. A slap, <laughs> a, a firm spank. Um, so essentially, he was charged. Get over here. With, Get over my knee. With having willfully prevented or endeavoured to prevent electors from voting an election. He was the only person to be charged with any crimes. And in August 2014, he was found guilty of one violation of the Elections Act. Uh, the trial con- judge concluded that it was unlikely that Sona acted alone. So although Sona was the only one who went down for it, the judge acknowledged that he probably didn't act alone. Um, and he was sentenced to nine months of imprisonment and one year of probation. Christ. And described Sona's actions as a front to the electoral process. So but he, he didn't do it. He may have he been, was yeah, he was involved, but he was the only one who took the rap for it. He was involved. I, I guess he was involved, but okay. he was the only person who took all the blame. But the judge said it was unlikely that he was the only person involved. Right. But it's not my job to find out who the rest were. I'm just a judge. <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> You're the only person in front of me, so you're you're going to take the rap, right? So so he's in jail, yeah, and he's got a new bunkmate, and the bunkmate's like, "What are you in for?" It's like, "No, I didn't do it." Yeah, 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 but we got, none of us here did it. But really, what are you in for? I'm in for sending 181 people to the mall. To <laughs> send them to the mall, maybe um, the someone in the campaign office, maybe they they like. Their wife or or um, partner had just opened a uh, a new store, um, or like their, their their son had just launched a business, or their grandparents had just invested the last of their money into uh, a new um, I don't know um, juice bar, and they just wanted people to go there and spend money. So it wasn't about the election; <laughs> it was about the mall. It was about launching a business right in the mall. <laughs> Anyway, when people get so frustrated when they can't vote that they'll rip up their voter cards and then order. I need a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or a hair. I need a smoothie and a haircut and <laughs> some new pants. Uh, anyway, so uh, the conservatives took a massive hit in the polls. I can just picture this is what you say when you go to the mall. Just like burst through the mall doors and be like, I need a smoothie. Put your hands on your hips. <laughs> I need like, a, I need a smoothie, smoothie and a haircut and some new, new pants. pants. And I will not leave until I have all three at the same time. <laughs> Sitting in the barber's chair, someone feeding you a smoothie, someone else trying to wiggle pants onto you. <laughs> I'm in heaven. This is exactly what I wanted. Um, so, so anyway, uh, yeah, pu- pu- <sighs> conservative support for Harper's government did take a big dent. It did affect them. People saw it as quite sleazy and uh, it was... Uh, See? Liberal mastermind. Um, and then also, yeah, I suppose you, <laughs> your conspiracy theory is... Holding um, a little bit of water. There was not holding any water. It's theory. <laughs> Evidence holds water. Right. All right Theories fine. hold fine. nothing apart from uh, hypothetical concepts. That's all I can say. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you were about to tell me that my theory was good. I was going to tell you your theory was worrying more than anything else. <laughs> and then uh, there were lots of protests that broke out across Canada and a petition that received uh, 37,000 signatures um, calling for a, a wider inquiry into the robocall scandal, which never happened. Of course not. Um, people, uh, lose, people lose attention. So a young, <laughs> a young man 
ended up in prison for nine months with one year of probation. Somebody moved to Kuwait and changed their email address and was never seen again. And um, a bunch of everybody else got off fine. And we're like, well, just don't try it for a while. So <laughs> or maybe maybe robocalls are, are a bad idea. Oh, in general. Let's, just, let's just create fake bots on Twitter instead. There's a new company that's been advertised. I've been seeing them advertised on Instagram, and I can't. Oh, my God. I, I, want, I want them to burn. Just burn their that's advertising. There's a lot they, of anger towards a new business. Well, it's, it's this new form of, um, what's it called, uh, telemarketing, where the technology allows them to call your phone without it ringing and to leave a voicemail without you knowing about it. So you pick up your phone, you've got a new voicemail already, and it's an advertisement from some company that paid them for a service. And any company can do this. You just pick up your phone one morning, you've got 25 different fucking voicemails from different companies, and you didn't know because your phone doesn't ring. This is about because I don't listen to my voicemails anyway. <laughs> if you're ever going to call me and leave me a voicemail message, don't bother because I don't listen. They automatically delete after two weeks. Oh, I, I sent you some really nice voicemails. Well, I never got them. <laughs> I leave other people voicemail messages. I know. But um, I'm, a, I'm a hypocrite. And um, that's it. <laughs> so, how, how do you feel about the time robots tried to steal the election? When I say robots, I mean... I'm sticking to my liberal mastermind theory. Do you think it was the liberals who actually tried to con their own voters to not go to a polling booth? Well, look at the end result. A young man went to prison. Yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. But like, but the conservative, the Harper government, and then someone moved to Kuwait, and the Harper government got like a lot of flack for it. Like a lot of flack in the end. It is. I mean... That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. I think Pierre Poutine moved to Kuwait. Let me, let me, my let me move my tinfoil hat a little bit to the left. <laughs> my camera, I have no camera. Damn it. Just put a can on There we go. There we go. Yeah, Pierre Poutine. Um, well, I guess we'll never know. Where on earth is Pierre Poutine? Jesse's doing a map. Right. For the po- I'm sorry, podcast audience. He's playing up for the camera and forgetting about the fact that you're only getting the sound. He was balancing an empty can on his head and then did a visual ta-da with his hands. <laughs> it's very difficult to, yeah, I'm going to wide for it. So not hard at all. Exactly. So um, that's the end of this episode. Uh, call to action is, this one. This one's about, well, Jesse's got an idea. I no, I'm just, I'm enthusiastically pointing at you so that you can, I'm giving you... I'm, I'm, this I'm, this call to action. I'm no. helping. I'm helping you send some lo- you. send some love to the world. Get send, okay. get a get a, a a bag, a brown paper bag or a plastic bag. Oh, no, get, get a toothbrush, some toothpaste, some toiletries. Some what? What? Some Tooth? some snacks. Pack it all, and then find a homeless person and give it to them. That's the oh, call to action. That's nice. Here I was making fun of you. Give them something that. nice to something nice and useful, so they can brush their teeth. They can you know have a snack or whatever, and uh, maybe like a, I don't know a voucher for like a coffee chain that you can buy vouchers for to uh, get a hot drink. That's quite sweet. Oh, so so don't, don't worry it. about us. We're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Give, <laughs> go and spend or just grab stuff in your house. You know, I've got like probably... I mean, if you can't find I go to Costco, so I buy like pack 10 packs of uh, like, what's it called? Toothpaste at a time. Tooth. So, toothpaste. Toothpaste. Tooth. Tooth. They're tooths. <laughs> so the call to action is be nice to someone who needs help more than us. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll do and rate us. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but just be nice. Just go and be nice. What, what's it going to cost you to be nice? I don't know. It depends on how much the bag I'm is. I'm saying this. I probably won't do it. Yeah, but. you're not going to do it. <laughs> but if you're nicer than me, you should. So <laughs> That was fun. Thanks for yeah. teaching me about stuff and things. Stuff and things. Things and stuff. My favorite. Um, 
and I'm uh, I'm thinking that we, hopefully we'll have some. I'd, I'd like to do something. Um, I know it's quite far away, months ahead. We should do something special for Canada Day. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if any like listeners that. have got ideas, whether mm-hmm. it's a podcast episode that focuses on something, or whether it's, um, I know it's months ahead, but we've got time to plan. Yeah, maybe, let maybe, us give us give us some ideas if you've got some ideas for Canada Day. Whether know. it's an event or a thing like a or a live long, stream anything, or yeah. anything, we'll, we'll get your juices flowing, your creative juices flowing, and let us know if there's something you really want us to do. Dance naked. Not that. Um, we're not Celtic warriors <laughs> flapping about. Um, <laughs> Druid warriors. Druid warriors. No, Celtic warriors. But uh, yeah, so if you would like to um, uh, just think of something, I don't know. <laughs> Let us know. Just Let do us it. know. Send us an email at CanadianPoliticsIsBoring at gmail.com or just uh, find us on Instagram or Twitter. Or something, and let us and, know uh, your ideas. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and be nice we'll to be people. nice to people. Yeah. Hug your neighbors, uh, ignore robots, mm-hmm. and um, go find a dog and pet cl- it. Close your eyes when you go to sleep because it's weird when people sleep with their eyes open. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, but, yeah, very much. I think I think that's enough messaging. I think so. Yeah. There's a lot there to to digest. So yeah. we'll give you give you a couple of hours take, to think about what we said. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's going to take a while. Okay. Uh, Thanks so much for sticking us in your ear holes. And, uh, oh, my alarm is going off to signify that it's the end of the podcast. Excellent. Wow. Yay! Yay! on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. 
there are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 